The recording has begun. The recording. The re-recording. <laughs> Podcast 2, the re-recording. Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said so Evane! But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're a star You're not even in this movie. Go away. We'll do Toy Story another day, another time. Let's have Tim Allen as a guest. We'll do Toy Story and we'll have Tim <laughs> Allen as a guest. But he won't say anything. He'll just be there. <laughs> Look forward to that episode. What if we got Tim Allen on and did a different Pixar movie? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we've got, we've got Tim Allen here and he's here to help us sort Wally. Yep. Sure. Tim, what okay. house do you think Wally's in? <laughs> That's nothing. That's <laughs> the most nonsense thing I've ever heard. Don't blame me, blame Tim, Al- Tim Allen. <laughs> Does, is Tim Allen even the one who made that sound? I think I'm pretty sure. I haven't. I I didn't watch Home Improvement, but I believe it's Tim Allen's character from Home Improvement. Yeah, but it, isn't it like in the intro or something? And again, I didn't watch Home Improvement. I know this is an internet meme. I've seen it like twice. <laughs> Let's go watch Home Improvement. Yeah, hold on. We're gonna pause the podcast. We're gonna go watch all of Home Improvement, <laughs> or at least you know the intro. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Yeah, hey Alex, it's our anniversary. It's our anniversary. Except, no, uh, no, you're supposed to be like, no, it's not. It's not our anniversary till May. That's when we started the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's our anniversary. Yeah, our... Uh, romance anniversary. Ooh. Romance anniversary? Is that what you said? No, I said romance anniversary. Jeez. Oh. Sorry, oh. you cut out and it sounded like you said romance anniversary. Wow, you just, like, ruined every joke I've ever told. Wow. <laughs> I see how it is. We've been together for seven years. Yeah! That's a long time. It's pretty crazy. So here's the thing. We wanted to do something special and cutesy for our anniversary, right? So, like, every year on our anniversary, we have a tradition of watching a Harry Potter film. And, like, so this year it'll be the seventh one. It'll be Deathly Hallows Part 1. But we can't... doesn't make sense. Yeah, this isn't a Harry Potter podcast. We do... that's... I mean, we do... We, I mean, like, sort the Harry Potter characters. What house is Harry in? Oh, he's a Gryffindor. What about Hermione? He's a Gryffindor. What about Ron? He's a Gryffindor. <laughs> I mean... Some might say that... It, like, sorting Harry Potter characters has been done. I think it's been done. Yeah. Just a little bit. So, sorting Stardust. Yeah. Why? Because, okay, you know how, like, some couples have, like, a song? Yeah. We don't have a song. We have a movie. Yeah, I guess we don't have a song. There's a song in the movie. There is a song in the movie. And it's a great song, but it's not our song, even. No. But we don't have a song. We have a movie. Basically, Stardust is really fucking cute. And nice and good and good. It is very good. Yeah. And to be clear, yeah, as Alex said, we're doing the movie, not the book. Because I read the book and it wasn't good or fun or nice. I haven't read the book because everyone I've talked to has said that the book is not as good. Yeah. The villain just decides to stop. Like, there's no- the confrontation with the villain is when she's used up all the magic and she's an old crone and she meets Evane and she's just like, Oh, I was going to try and eat your heart! And then Evane's like, that's nice. Goodbye. <laughs> and then, like, at the end, Evane and Tristan- or, sorry, in the bookies, Tristran, uh, mm. like, king and queen. And then Tristran dies of old age and Evane just rules 
as queen eternally because she's a star and she's trapped on Earth and everyone's depressed. She's depressed because Tristran's gone and everyone's depressed because she's a shit queen. Wow. Yeah. Also, Captain Shakespeare wasn't really a thing in the book. Oh, damn. The point is, the film's good and the book sucks. It's one of those rare occasions in which the movie is somehow better than the book. Yeah. It's a it's a very interesting case in regards to, like, media being different in, mm. in like, a different format, you know? Jane Goldman was the one that I knew associated with it. She also, yeah, she also co-wrote the screenplays of the Kingsman films, X-Men First Class, and Kick-Ass. Like, cool. All of which are great films. Yeah, those are all good movies. <laughs> yeah, she's very good. Uh, let's the let's do the sort. Let's talk about the characters in this movie. Yeah. So the first character we've got is Tristan, not Tristran. Tristan. Oh, what's his surname? Tristan Thorn. Is it Thorn? Yes, that sounds right. I think it's Thorn because his dad's Dunstan. Yeah, Tristan Thorn. Yes. <laughs> we should. We. I considered rewatching this movie before we talked about it. But, I mean, his surname's uh, not the most important detail. Yeah. We both decided that we knew the movie well enough to just do the podcast. Yeah, we. D- I know the character. I just forgot his surname. I didn't. E- In fact, I didn't even forget it. I remembered his surname. So, Alex, Alex, who's Tristan Thorne? Tristan is not a shop boy. He's a boy who works in <laughs> a shop for the time being. Um, That's true. He's just. He's just a guy. He's ver- He's a romantic. He is a romantic. He's played by... Charlie, Charlie Cox. That's his name. Who is now well known for playing Daredevil. At the start of the film, we're introduced... Yeah, he's working in a shop, and he's, quote-unquote, in love with a girl called Victoria, who sucks. Who sucks a lot. Mm. And She sure does. And she's like, friggin', this other guy's going all the way to Ipswich to get me a ring. And it's like, wow, fucking Ipswich, man. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'll go... I'll go further yeah. than that. Also, where do you want me to go? Dating a guy and also about to get engaged to a different guy and like I don't even know. I can't even imagine that kind of situation. She's just playing the field. She's just using him. Yeah. Yeah. So like she's going to marry what's his face? Humphrey. Humphrey. Yes. She's going to marry Humphrey. She's she's into Humphrey. That's that's a good match for her. But Tristan is like Hey, I got you some fancy wine and stuff. And she's like, oh, I mean. Humphrey, who is played by Henry Cavill, now known as Superman in the Justice League movies. Although, fun <laughs> fact, fun fact, yeah. opening paragraph on his Wikipedia page doesn't mention the fact that he's Superman, but it does mention Stardust. Wow. It doesn't mention this multi, like, multi-film role that's a, one of the most famous characters in the world. He's played several times, but it does mention him being a bit part in a film from 13 years ago. Someone go fix that Wikipedia page. <laughs> no, because the because the the soup the Justice League films suck, and Stardust is great. Oh. It's correct that he should be more be- listed more for that. Fair enough. No fault of his that the Justice League films suck. Oh yeah, yeah. He's great in his role. Anyway, here. we'll get to him. Tristan wants to prove his love to Victoria, so he says he's going to go and get a falling star, and then he does. And it's a girl. And there's magic. The falling star is a lady. And then he learns to use swords and gets a hair lengthening. <laughs> he gets a haircut and his hair's longer. He... <laughs> Which is yeah. a great scene. It's very good. It's very good. Um, they were just like, mm, we need to give him sexy badass hair now. Yeah. But it's too short. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, he fights some witches and saves the day, and they fall in love. He falls in love with the star, yeah. And then it turns out he's the king, and then he becomes a star forever. Yeah. So what house does that? <laughs> I actually, actually was kind of thinking about this. Um, yeah. Huh. I have, I have two arguments for two different houses. Go ahead. Um, either. He is the impulsive, headstrong Gryffindor type. Yeah, that's my instinct. Going on an adventure. Yeah. That, that, was my, that was my first instinct as well. Charging off being like, yeah, I'm in love and I'm going to go and get you this thing even though it's stupid and impossible. Yeah. Or he's incredibly ambitious. Hmm. Okay. 
Okay, like, like think think about this. This this is my argument for Slytherin. Because um, I, I think it might actually be a better fit. Um, he wants... He, he's in love with Victoria, the, the prettiest, like, richest girl in the town or whatever. That's pretty ambitious. He mm. claims that he's not a shop boy. He's just a boy who happens to work at a shop. He has ambitions. He wants to go be higher in the world. Okay. He goes... You say the claim of him... Be, not being a shop boy, being a boy who works in a shop is like a sign of him being ambitious, but what has he done to wor- work towards that ambition? He not necessarily has acted on those ambitions, but he has them. And also, but ambitions for what? Like, he, he wants to be more, but... Mm, okay, keep going. I don't know. I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows at that point. He just knows that he wants to be more than he is. Anyway... So he goes on this grand adventure to sort of prove himself. He's like, oh, I'm going to go get this thing. I'm going to go find this star, which is an ambitious task. Um, he gets there and he finds that the star is not a rock as he was expecting, but an actual lady. And his response to that is not to be like, oh, well, I'm sorry, you're a lady. I'll let you go about your day then. No, it's to kidnap her and bring her back anyway. Right. So you're saying he's Slytherin because he's evil. No, <laughs> I'm saying that that is a morally questionable decision. <laughs> and, and translation evil, and therefore Slytherin. Uh, no, I'm just saying uh, maybe a Gryffindor <laughs> wouldn't make that decision. <laughs> I don't know. I can see Gryffindor or Slytherin. He definitely does a lot of brave stuff. Uh, yeah. Like, like, he does a lot of, like, the fights and, oh, I'm gonna protect you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and um, ch- challenges Humphrey to a duel when Humphrey's got a sword and he's got a stick. Yeah. <laughs> but then he comes back with a massive fucking sword. Yeah. And Humphrey's just like, like, oh man, it's like the, the freaking visual imagery, like, just, he's got this, like, tiny little rapier and it just, like, sags in his hand. He's like, ah. And it's just, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's a visual metaphor for a penis. Haha. <laughs> Because it goes limp, and it's like, oh, I've lost my erection. You are the greater man. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Freudian reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's a penis! Anyway, do you have a counter-argument? Um, Tristan rushes in. I mean, yeah, no, that's fair. He He's headstrong and impulsive and rushes into things and is kind of stupid. and He's very stubborn. Yeah, you've also made a lot of the points about Gryffindor anyway, and I just think that's more about what stands out for him. Like, I guess, like, if we were to ask him, like, what matters more to you? Like, your ambitions to be more than your lot in life, or, like, your desire to go on these adventures and do what you believe is right? Your desire to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because Gryffindors fuck. It's true, and he fucks. Yeah, Slytherins. Slytherins try to fuck, but they fail. He was a Slytherin with Victoria, but he mm, becomes, he becomes Gryffindor. a Gryffindor. He becomes a Gryffindor. He starts out Slytherin-y, but develops Gryffindor. Okay, that's it. No, yeah, because he does. He does have a yeah. like major character change throughout the movie. So that's, yeah, that's that sounds valid to me. I can't believe that the most useful house hot take we've got is the stupid bullshit Tanner's thing of <laughs> Gryffindor's fuck and Slytherin's try to fuck but fail. Thank you, Tanner, for these wonderful words of wisdom that you yeah, have thanks, Tanner. the world. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the deciding factor in this case. Tristan's a Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Who's next? It's Yvain. I didn't have Yvain. to look. <laughs> I was like, where's my document? I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, just kidding. I don't have to look. It's Yvain. Yeah. It's like, she's like given f- first billing on the cast list, I think. And maybe I, I think like Claire Danes was a bigger name at the time. Probably. I think so. That? Yeah. I don't know of her from anything else. Mm, something probably. Point is, she's a star. She is a star. And so, so the sto- the world has a, like the, the village of England in wall, which is also adjacent to the magical kingdom of Stormhold, which is behind a wall, after which the town is named. And it's magic, but only in that place. And it's not entirely clear what the boundaries of that place are. It's it's just this place in England that's yeah. kind of magic, but no one knows about it for some reason. There's It's like a liminal space into like a different reality or something. Yeah. It's fine. And in that world, stars 
take on the forms of women, I guess. Yes. And there are witches who want to eat the hearts of the star women to gain life and magic. If you if you possess the heart of a star, you will live forever. Oh, that's or what something. it is. That's what it is. That yeah. that that line to just to, to explain the the, the ending. It's is fine. Great. Don't worry about it. It's great. It's very good. Oh yeah. No, the ending of this film is beautiful. Yvain herself. We're introduced to her, and she's rather pissed off. <laughs> She's just been, like, yanked out of her home. Yeah, very justifiably, she was a star in the sky, and then a necklace hit her. Because you know how sometimes you throw a necklace and it makes a star fall out of the sky? Well, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, it wasn't just anyone throwing a necklace, it was a king, so that makes it make sense. Also, it was a magic necklace. And a magic king, in a magic kingdom, and it's a star, and she fell. But also, the star falling could be seen from the non-magic England wall world. Yes, but in that world, she was just a rock. Yeah, because if she crossed over the wall, she'd turn into a rock or dust. Stardust. And that would be... Hey. <laughs> and that would be sad. So when they realise that's what would happen, Tristan's like, oh, I better make sure she doesn't cross the wall. God, that scene is so good! Which one? That scene? Which part? No, like, where, like, she's walking towards the wall, and then, like, he realizes, and he goes running back, and it's, like, this really good chase scene kind of thing. Mm. Ugh. This movie's really good. <laughs> it's very good. So, Evane, yeah, so she's, we're introduced to her, and she's pissed off, and she spends a fair chunk of time being pissed off, because then she's also kept awake into the day, and, you know, she's a star, so she's nocturnal, and, like, also she's been kidnapped. Just things aren't going great for her. Yeah, she's having a rough time. It's like we see her in at kind of at her worst because yeah, everything sucks for her. And it takes a while for Tristan to be able to see another side to her. And like Because he does kidnap her. Oh yeah, no. She he's, has reason he to up, be really. yeah. grumpy at him. No, he's stupid as shit. Um it's like I feel like we can't really use like anything from that first chunk to really like identify her character. Mm. If that like would you agree or uh, yeah, to some extent. I do so, think that her, her real character is in sort of that, that end chunk of the movie where yeah. she's, she's happy and she's glowing and she... It's like, let's look at that side and then maybe come back to the earlier stuff to see if that, like, helps shed some light on stuff. Hey, get it, stars. <laughs> uh, so, she, like, she's able to start unwinding once they get to... Ironically, once she meets the witch... <laughs> she doesn't know as a witch because the witch is trying to deliberately trying to make her happy because you know a happy star's glows brighter and the the heart is tastier and more magic. It's more powerful. Yeah. So like the witch is like healing her broke her injuries because she broke her leg when she fell I think or at least injured it. Yeah. And she's giving her a bath and she's all comfy and warm and like someone's being nice to her for the first time. Yeah. Um. But then a unicorn comes and tells Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> just describing this film is so dumb. <laughs> um, Don't worry about it. There's a unicorn. And then they so like they escape and they go to the sky and then they start bonding while they're in a boat that's in the sky and they capture lightning and they dance. And he learns to sword fight. Oh, she does. She doesn't learn to sword fight. She probably should have learned to sword fight. Imagine she, she probably learned should have learned fight. to sword fight. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that's the um, one thing this movie's missing. Because this movie has everything. Yeah, it really does. It's got chase scenes. It's got witches. It's got unicorns, goats. It's got unicorns, goats. Uh... Goats that turn into people. People that turn into goats. <laughs> it's got an entire. Like monarchy, it's uh, got several ghosts subplot. Oh yeah, it's got ghosts. Ian McKellen narrates. Sir Ian McKellen is the narrator of this film. Yeah. This like oh this like but this like betrayal subplot about like the brothers yeah. all competing to be the king. It's got uh, a pretty good plot twist at the end where it turns out. Like, uh, it's got a really good chase scene. I think it's got multiple chase scenes. It's got Robert De Niro. It's got Robert De Niro. It's got pirates. He's got Robert De Niro as a gay pirate. Yeah. 
This movie's incredible. Yvain dances with Tristan and then falls in love because he's a funny dancer. And then he's a mouse <laughs> and she tells the mouse, but he wanted cheese, but didn't really want cheese. He was just pretending to want cheese so she would say she loves whistling. him. Ah. Yeah. But you were a mouse. You wanted cheese. <laughs> um. So, Yvain. Hufflepuff. I'm feeling Hufflepuff. Loyal? Yes. To stars. And then Tristan. Yeah. Um. No, I was going to say to... I mean, not necessarily to Tristan at first, because he's, like, actively kidnapping her. Yeah, I know. No, not at first. Yeah. Uh, but she's very quick to trust. Hmm. Like, the witch comes out of nowhere and is like, here, let me help you. And she's just like, oh, yeah, sure, this random stranger. Yeah, because there's, there's the whole speech. Giving me a massage or whatever. There's, there's the whole speech she gives to Tristan about having, when he's a mouse, about having, like, watched humanity for however long and, like how she's seen the the pain and the bad stuff, but she's seen how wonderful humans can be too. And so like, she's ended up with a more positive view of humans than negative, which is nice. She wants to see the good in people and she yeah. wants to, yeah. And he wants cheese. <laughs> he wants to fuck. <laughs> he wants to fuck cheese. <laughs> we can't have fuck in the title. Well... Stop you can't say-, say stuff like that. Stop saying fuck then. You were the one who brought fuck up. <laughs> you breached the fuck barrier. But it's fun. Yeah. Um, that's Tristan, right? Uh, no, that's Evane. We're talking about Evane. Evane, she's a Hufflepuff. We good? Yeah, I do think she's a Hufflepuff. And I think her, her anger doesn't negate that. Like mm. when she's when she's grumpy in the first first chunk. So next up we've got Lamia, I guess is the character's name who, which is maybe said once or twice in the film. She's the lead witch. She's played by Michelle Pfeiffer and she's the witch that goes out and does all the things. Yeah, she's the main one who does the plot stuff. Yeah, she's a Slytherin. Yeah, she's super a Slytherin. She's, like, character-wise she's kind of just a generic villain, really. And, like, her char- her yeah. personality isn't a big deal in the plot. Like, her role in the plot is great, and the like the way she like all the plots intertwine is what is really interesting to see. But her character mm-hmm. archetype is very simplistic. She is she is evil, and her sister is evil, and she's willing to do evil things like murder innocent stars to eat their hearts, and they kill animals just to like see what's going on and stuff. Yeah, and just uses and abuses. Um, yeah, she just wants to live forever. And doesn't remotely care when her sisters are killed at the end of the film, and would betray, no. and would absolutely have betrayed them. Give you know the first opportunity. Yeah. yeah, she like pretends that she's upset, but that's like just to fuck with them. Yeah, like that's kind of all there is to say, right? Yeah, no, she's she's definitely a Slytherin. She doesn't yeah. have a whole lot much else going for her. Like her her usage in the plot is good, is important for the sake of the plot. Yes, but there's just not a lot to say about her. No. She's a lot of fun to watch, though. The ma- the magic stuff oh, she does absolutely. is cool. Like, the fight scene at the end is phenomenal. <gasps> it's so good. There's so many really cool elements to it. And, like, that's what I was saying about, like, the film. That's entirely stuff made up for the film, because the final confrontation wasn't remotely a thing in the book. Yeah. That's a shame. Because it's very good. It's really good. <laughs> like, I mean, a lot- Septimus is there! And, like... <laughs> but just, like, the cr- visually creative stuff and, like, the... The, the voodoo with like the hair when he's underwater oh yeah like and how it's all handled and then like the positions his body's in when he's being used yes. as a dead voodoo puppet to sword fight yes and like just stuff like I also you know just, like i super love that like all of the stories sort of converge yeah oh yeah at that point that's why i was like and septimus is there it's because the- like all of the stories are are intertwined and Ah, oh, it's really good. The ways in which the stories cross over throughout is great, such as with the ne- like, such as with Primus and how like Trista meets him, and like that's how we know Septimus at the end. And yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's like the the Dishwater Sal thing, her interacting with one character, and then that influencing what happens in like the next part. And and uh... Bernard <laughs> across <laughs> every story. Yes. Yes. It's just it's good. Yeah. Anyway, who's next? Next up is Prince Primus. Primus is the first brother. <laughs> yeah, so there's seven brothers and a sister 
called Una, <laughs> and the king's basically like, yeah, I'm just going to number my children, so Primus, you are fir- my first son, you're Primus, second son, Secundus, third son, Tertius, Quartus, Quintus, Sextus, Septimus, and the first daughter is Una. <laughs> sure. It's great. Oh, you know what's really good? What's really, really good, what I really, really love about this movie? Each yeah. of the brothers, their outfits, their clothes have, like, their numbers, like, yes. very subtly, like, patterned throughout their clothes, and it's incredible. It's, like, Se- such a tiny detail, but it's so good. Septimus also has a number seven tattoo, which is how Tristan identifies him, which is slightly less subtle. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for what it's worth, I didn't originally have Primus on the list, but I, like, uh, on the main characters, I put him up because Lamia and the next character are relatively simple characters. So I th- and I think yeah, Primus yeah, yeah. is a much more interesting character to talk about, even if he's not huge in the, f- the story. Yeah, he doesn't have as much going on, but he... His his motives are much yeah. more. In, they're they're inter- interesting. It's really it, there's a lot to wrap around. So like so the prince plot in the film there's a dying the king of Stormhold is dying so he wants to have an heir he doesn't know which of his sons to give it to only three of them are still alive oh no four of them are alive at the start but Septimus just <laughs> Septimus kills one of them immediately gets pushed out of Septimus window. just pushes Secundus out a window and um. The king is laughing. He's like, well, by the time my dad died, I'd already killed all of my brothers. So what the fuck are you people doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oof. So like, it's all about like being the last surviving heir. But then he also makes a thing of you have to go and find this locket in order to become the king. Um, so they all go out on a quest for it. And like Septimus is completely cutthroat. We'll get to him. But Primus is a lot more compassionate, a lot more reasonable. Mm-hmm. He seems like he is trying to be king for maybe the right reasons. He wants to actually be a good king. Septimus wants to be a king yeah. like his father was. Yes. Uh, Primus... So there's a scene early on where Primus, Tertius, and Septimus, and uh, an archbishop, um, mm-hmm. and like Septimus puts poison in two of the goblets, meant for Primus and Tertius, but pr- like I guess Primus and the archbishop's goblets get swapped. So like, Septim- yeah. like Se- Septimus pretends to die. Yeah. And Primus is <laughs> like, the drama. well, I guess I'm king. And then Septimus is laughing and he's like, the Primus is like, you yeah. killed the Archbishop. He's like, no, you killed the Archbishop by drinking the wrong goblet. Septimus doesn't care the Archbishop's dead. Primus is upset. No. Primus later meets Tristan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And agrees to let him, like, w- to work together, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And then, like, <sighs> Primus ends up dying when they, they get to the inn where Lamia is with a vein and uh, Lamia kills him to get him out of the way. And such a wonderful touch. He's having a bath, and then the bath ends up being stained with his blue blood because he's royal. Because he's royalty. That's such Uh a such a good touch, and there's nothing made of that that detail. No, it's just a background detail. Another fun thing with the brothers is when they die and become ghosts, they are like they retain whatever state their body it was in when they died. (laughs) So like when Secundus dies. He's been pushed off a building, so his face shows up and is smushed, He's real badly smushed. smushed. Yeah, and like yeah. one of them, one got, of them's like frozen. Yeah, and... one of them's got an axe in his head. Yeah. <laughs> and Primus, dying in a bath, is naked. Yeah. <laughs> and he's never seen from the waist down again. No. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. The audience gets to like see these ghosts that are just sort of like yeah. commentating and like watching all of this go down. Like yeah. they're no longer they're like, like Statler and they Waldorf. don't care anymore what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just <laughs> they're just like, well, we're bound to this realm until someone ends up king, so might as well enjoy the show. And it's like at the end of the film, they're just like watching the sword fight and going ooh ah and applauding yeah. the parts. And... <laughs> it's very good. It's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's such a great way to keep those characters, like, involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, three of them were dead before the film started. Yeah, they were were ghosts the entire time. Yeah. Uh, what house is Primus? I want to say Primus is a Gryffindor. I see it. I could also see Hufflepuff. I could see Hufflepuff, but I think he's... I think he's braver than that. I think... Hmm. I think he's got, like, a nobility kind of thing, you know? Like Yeah, I get I get the noble thing. I don't necessarily know about brave. I'm not sure like would the quote unquote brave thing be to recognize Septimus would be bad for the kingdom and try to get rid of it. Not to be like, 
I want to kill you so I can be king, but you would be a bad king. I've got to stop that from happening for the sake of the people. I guess not. I don't know. I I don't know. What, like, what's he most about? I feel like one of his, the things he's most about is justice. Okay. Which is, you know. Okay. A very Hufflepuff trait. And like not That is a Hufflepuff trait. I think that, that would be like leaning Gryffindor at that point. Yeah. He's patient. He he like he has he doesn't rush anything. He like That's true. He would have just true. waited out everything going on. He like we don't know who killed the first three brothers. We only know that Septimus killed two and three. We don't know about four, five, six. Yeah. Um it's it's sort of implied that they killed each other. Yeah, you know, but like to some degree. I feel like Primus wouldn't have wanted to kill any of them. Like yeah, when he, he thought that didn't. Tertius and Septimus had both died, I think he was just like very relieved. And he's like, "Well, oh, yeah, I don't have to kill them. I can move on." Yeah, I want to say, okay. like, I want to say Hufflepuff. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Sure, but the heavy Gryffindor okay. leaning, but yeah. Mm. Uh, so Primus is a Hufflepuff, and yeah, we go from one down to Severus Snape, <laughs> Septimus Snape. <laughs> His name. You're not super wrong. His name sounds like Severus, and he looks he like Severus Snape. He does. He really does, though. He does. He does. But he's he's fun because you're not supposed to like him. Yes. <laughs> he's not. He's not like oh a tragic hero who just wanted to. He was just in love with your mom. Blah blah blah. He's like a bad guy, and he's very clearly a bad guy. And well. Okay, let's go into it. So, like as we said, like yeah, so we've mentioned he, so he's the last of the brothers, but he was very cutthroat, willing to kill, and he kills a lot throughout the film. He kills like one of his own soothsayers, oh, because the soothsayer was bribed by his brother. Um, yeah, but still, like he'll just d- does it the moment he finds out. Um, yeah, but then, like notably, at the end of the film, he works with Tristan. Like he's fighting against the villains. He's not like he doesn't care about Tristan or all the witches or anything at all. He. Like, he just wants the locket. He doesn't even care about the star. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He just wants to get the locket. He just wants to be the king. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, he works with Tristan to try and fight the witches. He fails spectacularly, but he tries. <laughs> he does try. So, like, he's really a villain. Not not as much as, like... it. So it depends on who who you're you're framing your story around. Yeah. In As, as far as Tristan's concerned? Yeah. No, not yeah. really. As far as his brothers are concerned, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his brothers absolutely aren't the heroes of the story. No, absolutely not. Um, so, like, maybe... Okay, he's not necessarily a villain, but he's not a good guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's absolutely Slytherin, no question about it. Yeah, He is yeah, driven yeah. so hard by ambition constantly throughout the film. Like, mm-hmm. ambition that leads him to many, many murders. <laughs> But just... If you do a murder, you're probably leading Slytherin. <laughs> How such take? <laughs> Most murders are committed by Slytherins. Not all of them. Not all of them. So- Not all of sometimes them. Sometimes you're a Gryffindor, but you just kill 13 muggles in the street. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, but why was Peter Pettigrew a Gryffindor? Yeah, uh, because he thought it was really cool. For plot reasons. Basically. It's the only reason why. What I want to know is, why did Hagrid tell Harry that n- every witch or wizard that ever went bad was in Slytherin? When one, like, there were bad wi- evil witches and wizards before Hogwarts. Two, there are evil witches and wizards who aren't from England, such as Grindelwald. Three, he <laughs> believed that Sirius Black was a, vi- was a bad guy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Hagrid like, should have known. <laughs> When he said that line. Septimus is a Slytherin because he's Severus Septim Slape. Sure. There were seven brothers. <laughs> seven. It's a magic number. Yeah. Let's talk about Captain Shakespeare. Played by Robert De Niro. Yeah. So, Thank you, Robert De Niro. So Captain Shakespeare is a gay pirate. How do we know he's gay? Well, he wears a frilly tutu. Mm. That's not problematic. Mm. I mean, the only reason we, like, the only thing we really get to say he's, quote, gay is that he winks at Humphrey at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Humphrey winks back. <laughs> <laughs> great. That is good. 
he's introduced as the captain of the, the ship that Evane and Tristan have accidentally landed on, and he, like, acts all ruthless, but turns out he's really nice and just has to put on a show for his crew because he's worried that they won't respect mm-hmm. him if he's not ruthless. He's a big softie. Yeah, he's a big softie. He chose his name to sound like a scary name, Shakespeare, but <laughs> named himself after a writer. Yeah. You know, and he... T- what? Wine! Podcast time. Poppy's got a wine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed with that. Thank you. That was impressive. (laughs) It would have been better if it was December, but... Mm. So... Captain Shakespeare is the, the captain of the pi- yeah, pack captain of the pirate ship. Um, he's a big softy. Yeah, he's got a closet like he's got a massive closet full of crazy amounts of clothes, and he like get, lets Evane take a dress, and then he like pretends that Tristan's his nephew, and like he just wants to take care of them and be nice, and he helps them, and he helps them in so many ways. He's their pirate dad. Yeah, and then so like le- a little while after he's dropped them off. Septimus storms the ship and finds Shakespeare in his cabin, yeah, wearing a frilly tutu and dancing around and Septimus attacks. And there's a one I mean, there is a it is a wonderful moment with his crew where like I mean They're so like, one of, we don't care. One of them You're says, like, it's alright, Captain. We always knew you were a whoopsie. Which like, okay, but like that term isn't like the term isn't like considered accepted in, in the group because they like then shut that guy out. And then the first yeah, mate who yeah, I yeah. love says You'll always be our captain, Captain. Which is yeah, that's wonderful. It's good. They're like, we don't care. You're a good captain. Let's be clear. So, like, the cross dressing is played for laughs entirely. It's like, ah, look, this pirate captain man is dressing in a dress. That's so funny. It's like, no, don't yeah. do that. But like, the film never portrays it as being a negative thing. It shows him being vulnerable. Mm. But it's not, it's like, no no one puts him down for doing it apart from, uh, no, I guess Septimus does. Never mind, Septimus is a villain. Yeah, yeah. Septimus sucks. Shakespeare's great. And like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, so it's played for laughs, but it's never put, put down and it's shown positive, like, it's shown to be perfectly acceptable and whatever. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been. Like, it could have been shown that, like, actually he sucks and is terrible for doing this or something. Yeah. Like, he... It's not the best. No. But it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So I guess that's something. What house is Captain Shakespeare? Gryffindor. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's an argument to be made for Ravenclaw. Oh, there is. Okay. He's very intelligent. He's very well-spoken. He loves... He loves learning about things. He, that's true. Like, he's cut. He's kind of knowledgeable as well, before, like, from what we're shown of him. Like, he's got a wide skill set. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, when it, uh, Tristan first turns up, he's just like, so tell me all about my beloved England. He wants to know more about England. He loves, like, literature from England. He mm-hmm. lo- like, he mm-hmm. loves all these things he doesn't get. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, yeah, with all of his skills, I think he would rather be using those skills than anything he's doing as a pirate. Yeah. I think he kind of likes being the pirate too, though, is the thing. He likes... He likes aspects of it. He likes he likes the things they do as pirates, and I think like going forward, it's gonna be a lot better for him. But he doesn't like the trappings of being a pirate and like mm. the image of being a pirate. Yes, 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 yes. He he likes the work, but it's like the work that pirates do in this is they catch lightning and sell it to be used for purposes. <laughs> it's unclear. Yeah, we only see it being used as a weapon. Yeah. Um, is that? How much of that is a Gryffindory thing? I don't know. I'm thinking more of that, like... I guess it's brave of him to try and, like, protect Tristan and Yvain. Yeah, that's that's kind of more of where I'm leaning. Or, like, where where I'm kind of getting this from. Is that he's got... Gosh, thinking, he's also... Like, he is so loyal. Yeah. He's so loyal to his pirate crew. He's loyal to Tristan and Yvain, who he just met. Because, like, he hears that, like, there's a bit, huge bounty out for a star, and he's obviously worked out that Evane's a star, because it's all mm-hmm. kind of obvious when you know what you're looking for. Um, but he, he doesn't sell her out. Is he a Hufflepuff? Potentially. He's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, how much How much Slytherin? Eh, no, it's not. I wouldn't say there's a lot of Slytherin. No. I kind of want to say Ravenclaw with leanings of both Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, is my feeling. Where are you at? I think I like that. Yeah? 
if you if you look at like what he he clearly values yeah what he cares about and enjoys and loves like mm. yeah his passions yeah are you know the the finer things in life the the artsy yeah. and the the inter- the intellectual things yeah everyone knows that shakespeare's for intellectuals and wasn't just the soap operas of his day captain shakespeare is a ravenclaw yeah cool which means it's time for the lightning bolt round. Haha, <laughs> 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 because oh, the pirates catch the, the lightning, lightning in, the light, in a canister and he shoots into the witches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lightning. Woo. Nice. Nice. All right, it was on the lightning bolt round. Victoria. Victoria is the girl that Tristan likes at the beginning and she sucks so bad and she's using the boys and she's so Slytherin. Agree? Disagree? Yes, 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 I agree. Next up, we've got Humphrey. Humphrey is your stereotypical rich boy. Foppish gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Gryffindor. He's got a, he's got a sword cane. Okay. It's not brave when he challenges Tristan though to put him down and then backs down. Uh, yeah. I mean, not super brave, but chivalrous. Headstrong. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's fine. Dunstan. Dunstan is Tristan's dad, and he also went to the wall. When uh, at the beginning of the film, which is how Tristan's born, because he fucked Tristan's mum there. He fucks. He's a Gryffindor. He's a Gryffindor. And he did, you know, he went over the wall. He like ignored the wall guard. Yeah. Who's like a hundred and something. Is great. <laughs> Up next is Una. We didn't really talk about Una that much. We t- kind of teased about it, but <laughs> Una. Tell us about Una, Alex. Yeah, she's just sort of. Okay, so she's the lost sister. She's been kidnapped yeah. by. Sort of a minor witch, I guess. Ditchwater cell. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so like when we see her early in the film as a slave, we never hear her name. Like, we're not told that's who she is. It's like a thing. We know, we know she's Tristan's mother mm-hmm. because they fuck. And at the end of the film, like Septimus sees her, <laughs> it's like Una, and then all the other the dead princes like sister, just to remind the audience in case they forgot. Yeah. 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 Um. Because it's it's a big plot twist. And she fucks Dustin just because she felt like it. Like, yeah. like she just was like, you know, you're you're hot. I'm a slave. I got no other options. And then and then they had a baby, and she was just like, I'm just gonna go and put this by the wall and hope you get to your dad. I guess. Yeah. She had left a note. I yeah. think. Zap, can you not chew on the crinkly toy right here on my bed? I'm trying to do a podcast. Oh my gosh, these fucking dogs. <laughs> I know they're being bad. Yeah. Stop it. Um, She's in the lightning bolt round, so give me a take. What's her house? Give me one second. I need to de-dog my room. Okay. Well, she fucks, so she's a Gryffindor. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, we can't just do that for everyone forever, but... I know, I know. But also, no, yeah, yeah. I think it adds up. Sure. She's impulsive, clearly, uh, but also she wants to, like, protect with, like, the snowdrop. Uh-huh. So she's a Gryffindor, she's a Gryffindor, and she's still a Gryffindor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's a Gryffindor. Um, yeah. Who's next? Uh, how about Tertius? Tertius is kind of just a weenie. Like, <laughs> so he shows up. He's kind of only alive so that he can die in the one scene anyway. Yeah. And I'm pretty he... sure he's just kind of a weenie to Primus. I think so. I think he's just a Slytherin weenie. Sure. Like, from everything I can see, he seems to share the same, like, want to be king mentality that most of the brothers did yeah what about ditchwater sal ditchwater sal is a slytherin she takes what she wants yeah and, and she likes she'll to turn sell. you into a mouse yep and she'll put a chain on you and yeah yeah tell me about ferdy ferdy is unfortunately ricky gervais who sucks so bad um and his character also sucks and he's also a weenie yeah. Um. That he's like up. a merchant guy. He's like a trader, and he tries to like haggle with Shakespeare, but Shakespeare just outwits him so hard, and it's great. It's very good. And then he gets cursed, and then like the witch uh, uh, Lamia shows up and curses him to only make—is it a bird noise? Sounds like a chicken, yeah. Some kind of bird noise, and then um, Septimus gets pissed off that he won't talk and only makes a bird noise, so he just kills him. Good. Um, Thanks. He wants money above all else. He's a Slytherin. There's a lot of Slytherins in this film, but there's just a, there are. There's a bunch of weenies. <laughs> what about the King of Stormhold? 
probably also a Slytherin. Yeah. The little we know about him is that he also murdered all of his brothers. <laughs> Man, like, this film should have had, like, so many covers of Lion Kings, I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> uh, oh, are those the other sisters' names? Yep. <laughs> Mormo? What? I've never heard this name before in my life. Yep. I'm not sure they're said out loud. They might be. Mormo and Empusa. I feel like Lamia probably like says their names when she wakes them up when she first sees the star falling. Probably. So the two the other two witch sisters with Lamia who end up staying back behind, I don't think there's anything that different about their personalities compared to uh Lamia. Not really, yeah. I think they're kind of smarter though, actually. Like they I think be. I think Lamia was more selfish, and they would they would have been smarter about everything. Like the reason Lamia ends up going out on the mission instead of them is that like they decided whoever gets the best organ from an animal that if they stick their hands in blindly and pull wins, and mm-hmm. Lamia was the only one who like cheated and looked. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. I, I'm almost inclined to say Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they're less Slytherin than their sister, and they yeah. do they sort of hang back and like give her advice and stuff. Also, I'm bored of putting people into Slytherin, so I'm gonna say Ravenclaw. Yeah, no, I like Ravenclaw. We've right now we've got the remaining four brothers: Secundus, who dies right at the beginning, and Quartus, Quintus, and Sextus, who are all already dead. Mm... <laughs> okay, here we go. Slytherin. Yeah. Gryffindor. Okay. Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? One for each, because we don't know. <laughs> the re- I mean, the reason I put them on the same line is because their personalities are identical, so I assumed you'd put them in the same house, but that's fine. <laughs> well, we don't really know anything about the brothers who are already dead. I guess. Apart from the fact that they were so sucky they died first. Yeah, so they could be in any house. Who knows? Might as well split it up. There's four of them. There's four houses. We did it. Sure. How about the first mate and the rest of the pirate crew? The one, the most defining trait they have is that they are unquestioningly loyal to their captain. They are fucking Hufflepuffs. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Huffle pirates. Huffle pirates. Puff, pi- pirate puffs. The real treasure was the friends we made along the way. And it kind of was. They literally made friends along the way. and Yeah. yeah. Next up we got Good. Billy the Goat. Who take who later takes on a human form played by Mark Williams, aka Arthur yeah. Weasley, Harry Potter. Boom, brought it back. Well done. <laughs> He's a goat, Alex. What's his house? Okay. He's a goat. He's a goat. He acts okay. like a goat. He's a goat. He acts like a goat. You're not gonna like this. <laughs> Go on. But played by an actor who played a Gryffindor. <laughs> also. <laughs> also, what do we know about goats in Harry Potter? Very little, aside from... <laughs> Go on. Say it. Hold on, I'm blanking Say on it. his name. I'm blanking on his name. Aberforth. Thank you. Aside from Aberforth had a, 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 an affiliation, affection. Affiliation. Uh, Is that what we're calling it? He liked goats. An affiliation with goats. Yes. He was fond of them. Mm. Um. He fought goats. Remember that time? Um, Remember that time that J.K. Rowling, the author, she who must not be named, decided, you know what I'm going to put in my children's magical wizard book series? I'm going to say the headmaster has a brother who fucks goats. The the original line that introduced this concept was practiced inappropriate charms on a goat. Anyway, my point is... Uh, Aberforth was a Gryffindor, yeah? yeah. Goats are Gryffindor. No, yeah, I got the point already. I thought we already finished with him. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Billy's uh, a Gryffindor. How about Bernard? Bernard! I love Bernard. So Bernard <laughs> is the owner of the goat at the beginning, and he's getting yelled at by his mum, and then Lamia comes along and is like, um, how much for the goat? And he's like, oh, it's not for sale. It's like, well, I'm going to take the goat, and also I'm going to turn you into a goat. And then Because he made... I need two goats. Yeah. And then the goats pulled the the chariot, and then she turned the chariot into a hotel or an inn, <laughs> and she turned yeah. Billy the goat into Mark Williams, and she turned Bernard back into Bernard. But then she turned Bernard into a woman who had a much much deeper voice than Bernard had as Bernard. But then at the end, Bernard is back to being Bernard and tells Septimus some shit, and I forget if Bernard ends up dead. I don't think he does. I don't remember. 
Like I think most he might pe- survive. Most people that Septimus met ended up dying, but it's hard to say. Um, Bernard is not loyal, no. not smart, not brave. I think he's a Slytherin. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. The weenie variety of Slytherin. Okay. He will just he goes along with whoever's most powerful at the time and just supports them. Yeah. Because like he did not at any point try to oppose either Lamia or Septimus. Well, no, that would be stupid. Would it? Meh, I, mean, I guess. He values his life. <laughs> meh, I guess. I think he's. I think he's a weenie Slytherin. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. That's good. And that's Stardust Sorted. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We sorted our movie. Yeah, thank you for listening to Sorted. <laughs> you heard me. I didn't hear you. Thank you for listening to Sorted! <laughs> and thanks to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network, such as Green Mountain Mysteries, No Dice, Ghoul Tank, Steampunks, Steampunks, Home Viewing, Them yeah. the Facts, That's a Lesbian. You know, all the ones, all the ones. Go listen to all the ones. Thank you to Matt Mijakimo of the Wampum Willows for the use of our theme song, the House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, let us know on Twitter. You can find us at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And while you're on Twitter, you should you send should us... us a movie adaptation that's better than the book. No, that's hard. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a there's a hot take. You know I kind of agree. Yeah, yeah. Your fa- tweet. Oh wait, Doi tweeted us your favorite star. Oh yeah, tweet tweet your favorite stars at us or your favorite constellations Serious. or your favorite Orion, romantic movies. Orion's belt or not a romantic movie. Your, this is lame. Tweeted us tweeted us your romantic uh, tweeted us your significant other. Tweeted us your favorite celestial body. Oh, you're, you're, oh right, you're doing the the romance thing because. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not pick out that that's what I was doing? No, I just thought, oh, because oh, it's a ro- cutesy romantic movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But also, it's our cutesy romantic movie. Yeah. Send us your cutesy romantic movie. Yeah. And we'll sort it. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. I love you. Okay, bye. Bye. Starting new house and it's called awesome. Starting new house, it's called awesome. Starting new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hi, I'm Daniel, game master of the actual play podcast No Dice. Join Magic Assholes, Ixen. There's a score between me and Doors, and so far, Doors are zero. Perry. They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're they're hiding in various spaces. Sayersha. I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com.